Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. I am merely Bo. He is the great Z. How you living, buddy? I'm doing great. Had a, a great what a weekend. weekend. What a weekend. Listen, if you're only going to get two good days, the fact that they were thrown down for you on a Saturday and yeah. a Sunday is just a real treat. Uh, I had the great AIW show Friday night at the Odeon. Uh, that was a ton of fun, and a lot of clips are making their way around. You can watch it, as I said, independentwrestling.tv. Um, so be sure to check that out. But and then the weekend got to play a little golf on Saturday, chase the ball, smack around a the ball around, and it was that was a lot of fun. And then uh, and then yesterday I had a, a diaper party for my good friend Justin Costanzo, which was uh, that wasn't around when I was in that in that side. He's got he probably has like five years worth of diapers. Like he's never got to buy diapers. Who organized life. it? Uh, his brother. His brother. But it's like a thing. It? Like it's a thing. Nah. It, it, I'm telling you, it's a thing. Bootsy's five. There was no thing. I, I think it's re- more recent than even the bold. Gibbe's probably heard it. You probably, I guarantee Gibbe's been to a diaper party. I have, and I refuse to go. Oh, you Gibbe. have gone, or you refuse to go to any more, or you regret going I, to I the one you went to? I have never gone to any. Oh, you're just familiar. I am familiar. Yeah. I was invited to one. Sure. Through my one of my wife's friends. It was friends. a great time. I politely declined. There's a bunch of dudes hanging out at a bar. Yeah. And they just dropped diapers off at the beginning, and then that was it. Yeah, I, I think I would have red-lighted that. It's called the bachelor party. I would have red-lighted that. I would have said, no, I don't think, I don't believe I will be doing that. I could see my wife trying to talk me into it. This is what people do. You're sp- sure, and I sure. would be, and then my response, nah, nah, I'm good. Well, you're safe. You're safe. You're safe. I'm glad you had fun. That's nice. That was very good. We had a, um, you guys were familiar with the, you guys, did you guys watch the, uh, the Righteous Gemstones? Do I do you remember not, that show? Uh, but I know. You're aware of, of it. Of right? course. Okay, Goodman, yeah. Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah. So my, uh, my middle boy, Kingsley, he had um, he he's a bit of a he's a bit of a lacrosse he's a dude I mean he's he's a dude really skilled and he plays on a line of other kids that are really skilled who have older brothers so they've had sticks in their hands young and they're goal goal every time they're on they just smoke so we played Hoover and then we played Chagrin and um and oh, yeah Sunday how was that I'll get to that there's oh, a new yeah. king of Chagrin Falls I'll tell you that. So uh, oh, I go up to Kingsley in the uh, in the Hoover game, and I go with his boys. I'm like, you guys are I go, beast line, man. That was beast. And he goes, Dad, we're the God Squad. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. Now, Gibby's laughing because Kelvin Gemstone's God Squad. <laughs> you and your God, God men, Dad. I go, I, so it's did he either come up with it on their own? So if you haven't seen the most recent episode, just Google righteous gemstones god squad and then you'll get all of it and or did somebody's somebody's parent having seen it leaked it to their kid and they're running it as a kind of behind the scenes joke join kelvin's god that is a spectacular i mean if the parent did it i i gotta know the parent better you'd be friends because it's a stunning accomplishment I don't know what's Gifts going for us, on. I'm sure. Maybe they're going to a diaper party. I look like it. Look yeah. like it. Oh, by the way, I also. So which is it? Is it the parent of another kid or the kids just came up with it on their own? If it's a parent, no. it's stunning accomplishment. I feel like a kid has seen it through. No way. A, no, through a, through a sibling. 
on HBO. Maybe what? there's a pair- been spoken in the house, and then it was and then picked, they up, picked up. God Squad, yeah, that's pretty. God good. Squad sounds pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I think. I would tend to think how old? Uh, eight. Yeah, they're not watching the gemstones. And they probably no, none but of them have on in the background. Is no there brothers. There's not? no brothers. That show airs at ten o'clock. I mean, that's like eastbound and down. Like, there's no way that you're not. I mean, that's a ten. I is there a parent not paying attention that's got HBO Max and it's on? I don't in think the back. this group of kids would even know how to access it. I I think that it's either complete happenstance or a parent nah, tra- having an inside joke. I think it's. I think it came from the parents, and I think it's. God Squad's been around though. Like I've heard that phrase. Well, the righteous gemstones, though. All I could think of is the is the is Kelvin Gemstones right God Squad. <laughs> Unbelievable. All I could think of. By the way, I buried the lead on what was probably the most significant thing that happened this weekend at at my homestead. So this week, all of a sudden, you're walking around the house, <laughs> wafting of skunk. Oh God. Could be a number of things. Really, only one. <laughs> on that scent, an actual skunk. There's a there's a, a, li- a list of one on the this proprietor. Is, this is not a fraternity yeah. house. Yep. So, it's starting to get like pretty bad, and then it's warm Saturday. You could smell it more. Yesterday, we're smelling it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. Then I look and I see that there's a little bit of a hole, sure, in under our porch. Yeah. And then I look even closer, and I see a tuft of clearly skunk fur like okay we've got to we've got yeah get the judge bill pita we've got a developing situation yeah i there was a video posted i hope nobody saw it on instagram of me jumping up and down trying to scare this skunk i'm jumping up and down. great documentarian yes miss k, miss k aka yeah. ken yeah. burns did you see this balls. i did see this an outrageous performance by myself yeah jumping up and down and then i turn the camera and say that'll do it so I was, right, I was trying to rouse this skunk and, and let it know, get out of here, be gone. Yeah. So then I decided I'm just going to boulder up the holes so that it can't get in or out. And unfortunately, it's going to it's gonna meet its end in there. But I call a guy, a skunk guy. Okay. Flying. <laughs> Your plan was to boulder it up and so then it wouldn't be able to get in or out? Yeah. And you were just going to have dead skunks and probably dead little skunks Underneath. all under your bed? under Or I mean, I'm sorry, under your uh, your porch and that would only stink for the rest of your summer? This was your solution? Oh, I also called a guy to come out. In the meantime, I was oh, keeping him in there. Oh, okay. I, could, I thought that was your, like, well, you were hoping that would be, like, the, the end game. He was jumping around trying to arouse it to get out. Rouse it, not arouse, arouse it. it. But Who knows? You detail. don't know what skunks are into. The English language is a tool. Pepe Le Pew, baby. Uh, so uh, then the, the guy comes out. Three. Guy comes out, and he sees the, the tough for He goes, you know what? I think, I, think you've got, I think the skunk's already dead without even seeing. Then he goes down, and he looks. He goes, yep dead skunk what yeah so then he goes and he puts on a full-on hazmat suit he's doc I mean, brown from back to future we're with the plutonium yeah like yep. full-on has he's got like the old school gas mask with the two <laughs> things coming out the side like the whole deal sure so he goes in there he gets it he says that it has been Dead basically since February, he believes. It died of rabies right. and was also gnawed on by something, which was a bit alarming. Maybe some raccoons. I don't know. Takes it out, so it's gone now. I have now I figured out where it was getting in and out, and that's all. It's literally a bolt. Like, you can't get through it. Now we're good. Now we're good. He says. Okay. 
A very nice guy. Couldn't have been nicer. Very professional. He says, well, we got to – your thing is good here, and we have this, like, kind of crisscross wood, you know, kind of thing yeah. at the bottom to keep any critters out, and now we've blocked up the holes. And he's like, well, yeah, you blocked up those holes, but, you know, you can see there there's, like, maybe a hole, like, yay big, the size of a golf ball. Mm-hmm. He then says – I know where this is And going. I have a hard time believing this. And maybe you're more of a wilderman than I. Yeah. And you'll say, no, actually, it is, in fact, true. He says, full-grown – Adult raccoons can squeeze through something the size of a golf ball. And I said, wait a second. They've got a cranium. There's a cranium that you're going to There's a cranium that we've got to navigate. I don't buy that. I know that rodents can get in, can do some of that business. Sure. But in in the end, we do have a finite skull size. That's what I'm saying. And even if you're supposing that you could basically squish your entire body of your spine, right? There's a spine. There's... Mm. And there is a body. Now, maybe raccoons are like those dogs that, you know, look like they have fur, and then you wet them down, and you realize they're really just like as thin as this pen. But I just don't think they're getting through a golf ball. Like, I, softball? Okay, maybe. But we're dealing with the cranium here. Nonetheless. I, no, I need a I – need, I just want to get a size of a – oh. A golf ball, though? Their heads are pretty. They got a nice little head. Yeah, it's, you're talking about five inches. Yeah. Four, four and a quarter. No, I don't hmm. – so, um, although 2.75 to 2.875 inches in width at its widest points, the that's cranium? still, yeah, that's still bigger than a golf ball. Significantly so. But, you know, a smaller raccoon, maybe mm. an eight, an adult. I mean, they can get into a lot of spots. I thought you were going another way. I thought we were worried about snakes. No. That's what I thought we were worried about is some snakes get happening. The snakes under the deck, what do I care? Should I care about No, that? I don't care either as long as, they, as long as they stay there. You know, don't and, bother me. And actually, I'm fine with snakes because they take care of the other rodents. Bingo. They're they, working for the team. They're on, they're on your team. They're yeah, on our team. I like that. Yeah. My God. What killed the skunk? Did he have so a – He said rabies. You think it was rabid? Rabid, sure. Yeah. And there had been there skunks around. Yeah. Yeah. And now, but no more. But he said, I was lucky because if it was alive, he said, I may have gotten it right the last spot. So if anybody's smelling skunks around their property, you got to get them out of there because they're about to have their litters. Like yeah, this litters is, are happening. This is time. I had a whole skunk summer, like two years ago, where I was dealing with a skunk all summer. And I brought out an uh, exterminator. This was in COVID. And he was like, look, I can fix this. This is going to be a, it's going to be, it ain't going to be the best thing to look at with a series of traps that you got to put together to get these guys. Because they only come out at night. Yep. Because they're blind, I think. Yeah. They're nocturnal. Yeah. Sure. Not great. No. So I'm glad that it, I'm glad it's gone. That's but, unbelievable. Yeah. My question for you though, who was enjoying much much more wonderful things this weekend, I'm guessing. Did we did we get to open up the pool? Was Bootsy in there having a swim? 81 degrees. Whoa, that's a look of disgust. <laughs> no, we're still worried about the outs. Oh my god. He had a good life. He um. You play a little golf for those golf pictures? No, no lacrosse, lacrosse. Oh. By the way, uh, as it turns out, there we now own Chagrin Falls. We own them. Just stacked. Yeah, dubs. I was going to go back to that. Stacked yeah, dubs. Let's go back to that. Stacked dubs. You know, two weekends in a row, we've made the trip north to Chagrin Falls. Yeah. Just dubs. Just one dub after. Did another. you go back for another uh, um, Yours Truly breakfast? We did. Uh, but the best thing that happened was this was Bootsy's first competitive. Uh, lacrosse asking so we had uh saturday at hoover and then sunday at chagrin and we had an 8 a.m push off uh for uh well it was actually a little before that i think the yeah 8 a.m push off for the game 
and like his brother's all jacked up, ready to go. Cause this is, you know, he's two years older. He's used to it. So I'm like, I'm like boots. Let's go. We got to go. It was like 10 we to got eight. A game. We got to go. We got to be at Chagrin Falls by eight. We got to go. And he stands at, he's at the top of the stairs in his socks and his underwear. And he's just flustered. And he just screams, I haven't even eaten breakfast yet. <laughs> and he went out there and battled. God bless him. God bless him. We had a little yours truly in downtown. That was, that was wonderful. They were, uh, they were dismayed by the idea of, Having to do a sit-down meal, they wanted to get home as quickly as possible. Yeah. No, the pool is not open. No, it's not open. No. no. So, mm. did he have a little pregame snack? Or yeah, there was. <laughs> he tried to. He, he did have a pregame snack. He wasn't happy about it. Um, the only the one thing that salvaged yours truly has a Mickey Mouse pancake. They do. That's the size of like bigger than him. Yeah, it's ginormous. And he, that he did the whole thing. Devoured it. House the whole thing. I, I when it came and I started cutting it, I'm like, okay, he's gonna get through half of this. No, no. Nah. He's going to be the one that eats you out of house and home. It could be. Well, he's gonna eat me out of the bad stuff. He complains every night about dinner, but will love the. In junk. high school, I was banned from multiple friends' houses because I, I ate. How much. could anybody keep up with you though? When you came in the door, Miss, if you were like, if you were like one of the boys' friends, and I see you coming. That's what I was. I came We're rolling over. out the pasta, kids. Put yeah. the protein Here, away. There's I came over one night, for everybody. and she made she made I think like steaks, and then with a side of like spaghetti, yeah, marinara. And I ate my steak. I ate my pasta. I ate a leftover steak, and then I ate a lot of the leftover pasta. And I was James Dolan's mom, so I'm never allowed to come over again. That's it. That was it. I was banned. Can't have it. Cannot have it. It was like supposed to be her lunch the next day, something like that. And I well, it was well, in my belly. Not anymore. You cooked it. It's on the plate. What do you want? Yeah, hide it. Lunch the next day. Are you kidding me? Come on. No, we we don't not live here. In, we don't live in that world. No. Were you guys? Did you guys find yourself in? Did you watch anything this weekend, sports wise? I watched next to nothing. Truly, I was outside constantly. I don't think I watched a second of any. I watched a little bit, and this is going to land on about 05 percent of the humans. Last night when the boys went to bed, as, as we were waiting on the oldest, I watched about 20 minutes of Ohio State-Michigan lacrosse. That's it. I did not watch a baseball game, a basketball game, nothing. How mm -hmm. many people does that draw? There was like uh, 5,000 people at the shoe, so it wasn't bad. Wow. That's a, good, yeah. that's a pretty crazy crowd. Yeah, and they built, they're building a, a – now, now Ohio State's got so much money, they're building sports-specific stadiums for every sport. So they have one for volleyball, one for wrestling, yeah. and they're going to have one for lacrosse that will go in next year. I have been told by one Bobby Cart that the lacrosse NCAA Final Four is a party unlike any other. It rivals the NCAA Final Four. I think if Bob's there, then it is. Of course. Well, Why not? It's a happening. Like, where else would he? You know, if he's in run, the mix. Run down that hill a few times. I bet you have. By the way. I was, at a, I was at a costume party. He showed up like Mr. Clean. I died. <laughs> oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> Shout out to the Brownstronaut. He's listening to the Browns Daily live from the beach. This guy's living. Look at him. Did, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Life. Did you guys have – did you have – how much percentage of you were like, my God, this was great, versus the percentage of you that were like, oh, this is how a lot of other people live all the time? All, we, 100 of both. 100 of both. Great. And why, are, why is this a treat for us? Why can't this be normal? <laughs> What do we have? Thirty six or something Wednesday? Is that real? Yeah, it is real. Yeah, I did not want the sun to go down last night. I was, so today's I was, great, but this is going to end. Yeah. Oh, it's going to. By the time we get off the air, it is my belief that it will be pouring rain. By the way, this this brown astronaut. Yeah, like look, look at this guy. Is, living his uh, best life. Lady 
Does not look pleased at all to be in the photo. I don't agree. She's with going. That. Are you really? You're gonna. Yeah. You're gonna you're tweet really gonna that to them right now. Oh, yeah, we're gonna get rain uh, beginning at around uh, two twenty-two, according to our Bob new app. Bob to me downstairs is like, you know, you're because I'm wearing shorts. I'm committed to it. He goes, you know, you're not gonna be. You're in them, of course. And he goes, uh, he goes, you know, you're gonna have a wardrobe change for the time you leave. I said, no, Bob, it's a mindset. He goes, well, we'll see on Wednesday. Shorts and a hoodie is always a great look. Maybe, I can do, that. do that on Wednesday. Yeah, that's that's my big sir look. Quarter zip and shorts. Shorts and a hoodie. Some guy, very witty, one of our listeners, draft week, and I'm listening to an entire segment on skunks. This stinks. Oh, does it? Oh, well, why? Do you want to talk about the you want to talk about the uh, the seventh best defensive end? And we can go deep in that if you'd like. I mean, fourth best defensive tackle. <clears throat> We've got the luminaries lined up for the week. Yeah, there luminaries are just, lined just up. To tease Come you. on, guys. Like and, and big picture wise. We don't have a pick. The blue chip quarterbacks aren't blue chip quarterbacks. And when you pick at 44, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. The draft who knows? starts it comes Friday. to you. Yeah, we got to just relax. Just like, chill. Just don't you've worry, got man. Jake Trotter today. You got Trotter today. You got Brugler tomorrow. You got Brugler tomorrow. Daniel Jeremiah is going to join on Wednesday. Jeremiah on Friday. A Glenn Cook sighting. Glenn Cook. Oh, perfect. Um, I think Wednesday's Ryan going to be Wilson show. from CBS Sports on Thursday. Wilson, Look at that. we're lined Thursday. up. Lined up. Are we going to Vegas? No. Sad. Sad. Every opportunity that we have to thrive is squelched. Absolutely squelched. It's a thief of joy. Someone today asked me what time our show was. That works in this building. You said it. You said it, boy. That's how you don't end up going to Vegas. <laughs> well, that's why we should create awareness. Right. By the way, well, I awareness. Mean, we have a we have a glass case of emotion here every day from one to three that people walk by. And What's, awareness. What about tonight, Gibbe? Big yes. show, draft preview show presented by Bud Light. Who's on that? Who's doing that? Andrew Barry will join Nathan Zagura and Ken Carmen. Brugler, seven o'clock. There you go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, already did a BPA today. Just stacking, stacking some work in there. Jake, it too was Jake and Norman. I, I think so. All right. Lots of fun. We will go around the league. Jake will join on, on what he's hearing heading into the draft. Uh, you have that to look forward to, which is nice. Go around the league. Uh, some interesting news and notes on that side of st- things as well. We're off and running here on a Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. OBM, Ohio Business Machine, preferred copier provider of your Cleveland Browns. Of all the X's and O's for your office, call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com as we go around the league here on draft week. Uh, By the way, uh, take us out of it. Take the fact that we don't have a first-round pick out of it. And I've, I'm already seeing this, whether it's from the NFL Network people or, uh, you know, the, the people that work at NFL, especially NFL, NFL Network, ESPN, NFL Network, trying to drum up storylines in this draft. And there ain't much. There really isn't. There's not much. Like, Rappaport's big thing this morning was there's a bunch of teams trying to move back. That was his – that's his big thing. Yeah, which is – not, I mean, yeah, Schefter had the same they thing. They say it all the they're time. basically just playing off each other. They yeah, say there that really every year isn't the draft. anything like this. Is, there's the people at the top are not 
known in the way that his, the last few years they've been known. No. You know, and there's not a consensus. It's not like Miles. If you think about the re- the guys who go number one, all the intrigue around quarterbacks, that, that isn't there. So no. whether we had a first-round pick or not is, is really irrelevant. It, this is a downdraft year in general. It just is. It feels that way. It, right. There aren't any of those great headliners. There are definitely some good players, and teams have an opportunity – to get better in this draft, but it doesn't have, like you said, the just the big headlines. I mean, you got Florio writing articles about how the draft should be disbanded and they should have rookie free agency. Why does he want that? I don't know. Does he want that or is he just trying to? He's saying that it's why, why should these guys not get to choose where they are employed? Well, this is, this is why though you have parody in the NFL. It's why you have parody in the NBA now. For the first time in a long time, uh, same thing with baseball. If his model would be the European soccer model, where, but I he's mean, saying that with the salary cap, and that's the thing. Like, how does it work? He's trying to. As he said, we'll eliminate tanking because there's no benefit to being bad. But then he said, well, we'll slot money so that the teams that finish the worst have more money to spend. So, I said, well, then the same thing. So, so what are we? Do- yeah, right. So, what are we doing? What are you doing, man? Yeah, I like the, the draft. I draft love the fun. draft. I love it. I've loved it my whole life. Um, it was something I love any, I, the NBA NFL I, as a kid, I loved them both NBA is tougher now. Cause I just don't know the kids like I used to when they would stay three and four years. And it felt like you'd get somebody that was of substance, um, no matter where you picked you do now too. It's just that I don't know them cause I'm not watching high school basketball. Um, and some of the, some of the stuff that you're seeing from that standpoint, but the NFL draft is awesome. This was a, this was an appointment television thing for my whole life before I did this was yeah. who's ending up where it was on Saturday back in the day. It was all done on Saturday. And you'd take it all in, and it was Boomer and Mel, and away you went. And yeah, teams people sitting at tables it. with helmets. Love yeah, it. I love the it. The whole dude. thing. It's it's gorgeous. Um, it's just this year, we don't have a one, and this isn't a great draft. I don't know that it's I, – I shouldn't say it's not a great draft. It's not a, a, an incredibly interesting draft because of the reasons I said. The, the quarterback's not at the top, and the no consensus defensive players, um, you know, like we've seen in the past. And a quarter of the league – doesn't have a first round pick yes and another quarter of the league has multiple first round picks. that's the other part of it so you're not even really engaging the entire league this year and i think if i had it right i think it's seven teams that don't have a first round pick and eight that have multiple or maybe it's eight that don't have a first round pick and seven that have multiple it's one of those two but that's a that's a huge huge number and you just kind of look at the end of the first round. It's, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City, Kansas City. Like, there's so many teams that have all of these picks. Philadelphia, New Orleans, uh, the Jets, the Giants. They all have multiple picks. And so this becomes a draft that is really important for a quarter of the league. The first round is not important to another quarter of the league. How many teams are going to try to push more and more picks even into next year's draft when there will be quarterbacks of consequence? And, and honestly... You know, it's not the first time it happened to us. A couple of years ago, we get Odell. We don't have a first-round pick. We get Greedy Williams in the second round. Your first-round pick was Odell. For the next three years, your first-round pick was Deshaun Watson. You would give up your first-round pick right now for a yes. quarterback of that quality at any point. I mean, I remember we used to talk about doing that for Andrew Luck. You take all the first-round. Who cares? Take them all. Take five years' worth. What yeah. do you need? Fine. Enjoy it. Um, this from Peter King, Football Morning in America. Amazon lobbying for a Black Friday game. Not sure if it happens in 2022, but in 2023, plan on it. So, number one, it has to. There's like a very tight window in which they can run it. I think it has to. It would have to be like a four fifteen, four thirty kick on on Black Friday. Why? 
uh, because they can't compete Friday against Friday nights or Saturdays until December. So I don't know if it's protect high school football or what. I know the one issue for this year is U.S. England at two o'clock World Cup, and then they're trying to get it so it's not. Oh, that's right. Because this is the Qatari World Friday Cup. Night What's that? Qatari World Cup, isn't it? Yeah, the World Cup in Qatar this year. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. why they're saying maybe not this year, but by next year there will be a game on Good Friday. All right, I'm going to say this, and I careful's not the right word. <clears throat> I don't know. Aware, cognizant, have some thought. I do think there is a thing as too much football. And my oldest asked me this question last night because he loves basketball the most, and football's down the list of the sports he loves. And he said, Dad, why is – why is it football so? Why is it so? Imp- why is it so important? Why does everybody love it so much more than anything else? Um, why don't pe- more people like basketball like I do? And I said, well, I said some of it is football is once a week. Your team's once a week, so you can spend yes. the the days after it looking back, and the days going in looking forward. forward. Yep. So every game is huge, and that there aren't that many, and that happens once a week. And I said, I said that's part of it, and it also used to be that for the longest time there were games on Sunday and one game on Monday. And so every time the NFL played, it was like, wow, this is the NFL. Like this is really, really important. And I said that starts to change with Sunday night football and that watered down Monday night. And then you had Thursday, and I actually prefer Thursday to Monday and Sunday night, quite frankly, especially now that the matchups have been better. But it's another night of football. And now you're going to add Black Friday you're, you've added Saturday dates. Just be careful. We love our football. Now Keep you're it talking unique in what it is. Header on Christmas Day. Yeah, I just but it's think, on a Sunday. Christmas is on a Sunday. That is on a Sunday, year. yeah. But I just think it's almost – just be careful that you don't put too much out there because part of what makes it special is is we're all watching these one things. I think, again, it's a one-time thing. So, again, it would have to kick off at 4.15 p.m. Eastern. Um because it has to protect the high school playoff game attendances on Friday night's college football games till mid-December. So they can't have a night game on a Friday or Saturday before the second Saturday in December. The NFL is forbidden there. So that's where that game would have to be. I don't mind. Look, I think you get three on Thanksgiving. You get Then you get a Black Friday game. I'd be fine with it. Most people are off Black Friday. It's fine. I would, if I was redoing the I don't the like the schedule, three on Thanksgiving. If I was redoing the whole Give schedule, two. what I would do is, like if you're starting from scratch, I I'd agree with you. I'd keep Thursday night. I'd keep the Sunday one and four windows, and then I'd have the final of the week be Monday night football. Punt on Sunday night. I'd punt on. I personally would because it's I'm by Sunday night I'm gassed. No, I've always, yeah I've always said like from the old uh, old one it was like waiting all day for no. Sunday. No, I'm good. I'm actually good. I've taken yeah. in a lot of football at this point. I need a break. Um, and unless that game is a great one, I'm. It's a hard second half after Tough. a long day of football. It is. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, so that you're right. It's one. I, I'll tell you what. What's interesting what you just said about how they stay away until mid-December on Saturday nights, Friday nights. They're just doing that out of the goodness of their heart. Of course. Because they're, I mean, and that's part of that relationship that the NFL has with high school football and especially and, college yeah, football because they have the, you know, they have the, the perfect minor league system. Uh, Trevon Walker now, the betting favorite to go number. Is he really? He is. In Vegas, officially, where the draft is. All right, so that's that. You want to know why there's not there's fizzing on this draft? This is why. Defensive lineman from Georgia, 
a defensive end for Michigan. Like, this isn't going to – this is why the juice isn't there for it. It is. And the receivers, there are a bunch of good ones, but none of them's Megatron, none of them's Randy Moss, none of them's Julio. That, they're not that type of player. There's no quarterbacks. There's, no, there's not a running back that anyone – might not be a running back drafted the first round. Yeah. So there just is that's that contributes to all of this. Yeah, when you have a defensive player who's going to go one, when it's a Miles, when it's you know it feels like somebody who's that dominant, like Clowney when he was coming out. That's people get excited about that. This is you know, and Walker was what a, really a one-year player at Georgia, but has a lot of traits that that people are very excited about. Uh, and I think that's fine. I think in a year where you don't have you know that a first-round pick like the Browns, this is a draft that is short it's light i've saw some gm said that there's maybe 16 first round grades in the entire draft so it's good to maybe it i'd rather be in the second round than at the end of the first round you know and that's why i don't think you will see a ton of move back now if one of those 16 guys on your board falls then maybe people will say oh maybe we we do want to go get aggressive and get somebody that we had a first round grade on that we thought would be long gone but it's a uh yeah it's still a very important draft I think another part of it is that the league has almost been on pause going into this draft in the sense that there are a lot of veteran names you know and who will contribute to teams in 2022 that are still unsigned because people are waiting to see how this draft unfolds. And that's why I think it lacks a little bit of the electricity that you would be looking for if you were the director of this draft. If you're the director of anything, you need to have an abundance of electricity. And when a room you enter... Lights come on. That's yeah. the way it's got to go. Yeah. You got to have that electric personality. You got to have it. He had that. He commanded the deck. It was an incredible. It was an. Inc- I, I mean, to go full Doc Brown was remarkable. I mean, appropriate. But I was floored when I saw the images from the documentarian. It was. It was rather stunning. It looked like something insane well, was happening. Really was. Uh, the Titans apparently could be a team looking to snag a quarterback on Thursday in hmm. the draft. Interesting. That is interesting. I don't believe the statement. Did you read the one above it? You didn't read that one, right? Not a team in the top 19 will take a quarterback Thursday night. I don't buy that. Either. I don't believe that. I don't buy that. Nope. It's just too important. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you're going to sw- take a swing. Take a swing, of course. Take a swing at it. And, and you know, we were talking about Walker. Like, th- that's the other thing with him. Are you ser- – like, let's say that – Let's say you take a Jabo on a red shirt. Okay. Yep. So he takes it. Let's say we draft him at 44 and we take him on a red shirt. Are you sure that Walker is better than a Jabo? No. I don't know. I, it's not like to me, and I could be wrong. I mean, Georgia was unbelievable this year. They, they won yeah, they, a national championship with like five first round picks on defense. Yeah. With a former walk on at quarterback who was really limited, who made a big time throw when he had to make it. Um, but really. That was their, that was their thing. By the way, Bama was without two receivers in that game. That that, that changed things a little bit. Uh, nevertheless, don't take anything away from them. So they they, but that's part of it. I don't think from I don't think Walker is a Bosa. No. And I don't think he's Chase Young. And I don't think he's Miles. No. Like I don't think he's that type of prospect. Maybe he becomes that. He's certainly not. He's not that, that now. right now. No. Right. And I don't I don't think Agent Hutchinson becomes that either. Any of those guys. Not that. Miles was a sure thing. It's a sure thing. You knew it. You knew what he was. You knew what he was going to be. Um, I don't know that that's the case with the guys at the top of this draft, which is all the more reason why, if you don't have a quarterback, you talk yourselves into one of these guys because what are you missing out on? 
you're not you're not going to be missing out on Jalen Ramsey if you don't take the defensive player. Very likely, right? And, and sometimes this could be a draft like, and this happens. I mean, you go back to the 2013 draft and didn't have anybody really of consequence and the 2014 draft was loaded people don't think yeah. that this is a necessarily a great draft at the top but they do think it's a very good draft yes. throughout the body of it and for the browns that's good because that's where they're going to be involved in the second third fourth rounds of this draft i think what i'm curious about is where these receivers go because i a enjoy receiver play i enjoy you know passing attacks in the national football league fantasy wise those guys have an opportunity to come in and i think be big time players uh, i think that this trend of paying receivers exorbitant amounts of money with receivers coming in every year due to the seven on sevens and just the, you know, enhanced ability and passing game concepts, route running concepts, all of that, that we're seeing the proliferation of that. And the fact that rookies come in and are studs right away. I mean, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, the bat last two years are put together two of the best rookie receiver seasons ever. Yeah. And you feel like it's a trend that's going to keep continuing for sure. So, I, I, that's that part's gonna be fascinating to me. And then, what do the Steelers do at quarterback? That's gonna be interesting. And then, is there a team that makes the Ravens an offer for Lamar Jackson that they can't refuse? Because it feels like the Murray thing's dead. I don't know. It just did so we much talk drama, about him tweeting not, that? We have not because it happened. I believe it happened after we were done. It happened where he yeah. tweeted, "I'm, I, you know, like the I'm here to win a Peter Super Bowl. Right. Arizona's my home. I'm here to win a Super Bowl." Yeah. What do you make of that? I think I just think he's a little flaky. Yeah. So I. I don't really know. I don't know what to believe with him because he could have put a stop to so much of this. I don't, if guys who chase that, it feels like just for the sake of chasing it, like attention, that type of stuff always red flag me. I just yeah. think like, uh, you could have, you could have stopped this two months ago yeah. at any point you could, have, I'm going nowhere I'm going to, we're going to get this sorted out. I'm going to be a Cardinals quarterback. This is my home. You got on that too. Why, why now? Patrick, Pe that break broke you. Was Patrick Peterson saying that? Yeah, so odd. That was strange. I thought that was very strange. And to choose like Peterson, who's a Cardinals legend, to be the one to pub so publicly disagree with, after so many have been saying that this this isn't quite something's not right there. But now all of a sudden you're going at Peterson for it. That that was weird. I think everything about it is weird. I think the whole yeah. scenario is odd, and it. I, I don't know what to make of it. Would it still stun me if he got traded? I mean, I would be surprised, but I would not be floored. I yeah. think if if any big name is going to be moved in this weekend, it's going to be Kyler or Lamar. I just don't know that either. I think it's probably significantly, highly unlikely that either will be. Yeah. But if there is somebody that's going to try to make a splash, and Philly seems to be the team that I always go back to because they've got a lot of assets and they've got a very aggressive uh, mindset as it relates to the quarterback position under Howie Roseman that maybe they would be the ones that at least see what they can do. Correct me if I'm wrong. They would theoretically be able to trade two draft two years worth of ones, which is four ones. Because they have two. Because they have two this year and now two next year. Right. Yep. So they could trade two this year and two next year for so now you're talking four ones for a quarterback. Theoretically that that would be the way to yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Three prospects, according to McShay, uh, who've heard fall out of the first round to Kobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia, Karloftis, the defensive end out of Purdue, and Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa. Uh, McShay says Dean is most likely the trio to still be in the first round. Linderbaum, like, if you're the Bengals, and I know they've already fixed their offensive line, but, like, if that kid's there at the end of the first round, you take him. 
and just don't think twice about it. And now middle of your line is solved for a long, long time. Didn't they recently? Was they it did. A, what, they signed, Billy Price? Yeah. Well, they but did. But then they, they drafted him in the first they round? They took Billy Price in the first round three or four years ago, a kid out of Ohio State. Right. Um, but Leonard Baum's kid who tore his peck. Yeah. At, he did, right? At the combine. Right combine. at the combine, I think. Yeah. yeah we watched it. Doing on the bench? <laughs> I wasn't there, but you guys were there, and he, he tore it. While, oh, yeah. You got, you got, he while was you were the there, first guy up. And he tore it, huh? Shredded it. I do remember that. He won about every award you can win on the offensive line at Ohio State and just never never materialized down there. Yeah. But some good players. To your point to the to the point. Like you're gonna get a really good player at forty four. By the you way. Really will. In the in the Peter King one, he had them taking Trey McBride, who was the tight end from Colorado State. Who's supposedly a pretty good pass. Well they catcher. lost what's his face to the Jets. Who's on they signed Hayden Hurst. Who's a former early pick of the Ravens? Um, McBride, ninety catches last year. You give him a tight end who can really catch the ball with Chase and with Higgins and Boyd and Mix. I mean, sheesh, that's a pretty good offense. So one of the PFF guys were like, was we're comparing Burrow in his in his second year to Wentz, and saying that Wentz had all this statistics, all this success, then fell off a cliff. We'll see if Burrow can. I thought, really, totally different. I feel like. That. Wentz was like, great that year. Though, he was. He, he, tore should, his he ACL probably would have won MVP. Against the Rams. Yeah. On that dive into he the was. end zone. And then yeah. Foles goes on to win the Super Bowl, and he's never been the same. But there's very little about his game and Burrow's game that, to me, remind that, that reminds me of each other. Very few similarities. I, yeah. I would tend to agree with you on that front. We'll go around the sports world coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. My good friends at the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams. They can do it for you in about a day. They can, can uh, absolutely transform your current bathroom into a spa-like experience. Uh, they do it for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors as well. There are areas leading bath and shower remodeler. They are premier expert factory trained installers. They have the largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. You can change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Again, in about a day, tub to shower conversions, superior products with expert installers. Give them a call now. 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com for more. It's where affordability meets quality by the um, way yeah give it I, I have a if Zagura is looking for a little extra income a little summer employment oh uh be a fan tweeted at us earlier today okay a link from cnn business okay i feel like you we can get you we can get you off the schedule for a few weeks feeling hungry for a new job favor a texas-based Food delivery company looking okay. for a voracious eater to sample tacos all over the state as their first ever chief taco officer. The lucky wow. employee will receive $10,000 in exchange for tasting, taste testing tacos and documenting the experience on social media in June and July. Perfect. It's our downtime. I mean, the you chief, would seriously have to consider this. Like, if you didn't have children, the chief know taco, your appetite for you tacos. You can do the show. Oh my you can God. do Texas. Show. Take it on the road. I've got you've the got Comrex. A, you've got a documentarian. 
in this case, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. The chief taco officer will drive across Texas, staying in each city for two days and eating tacos delivered by favor for at least two meals. So you can have tacos for breakfast and tacos for dinner. Easy. Sounds great. Winning candidate will receive free food, accommodation, transportation, ten grand, and free delivery from this company for a year. I mean, I am. I was skeptical I when this started. Yeah, now when I'm in. first started, I was skeptical. I think like, the why Hoff do we would be tremendous right? I didn't as mean well. To, like hijack it, but no, I was no, like, no. I felt I, like this was a good segment I, to bring this up. I was initially like, "Are we sure?" Like, I really enjoy you. I don't want you, you to leave. Yeah. Um, and, I could still and so do the forth. show from the road, though. Yeah, but that really does seem like the perfect gig. My guess is they know to do tacos in Texas. I bet they do. Yeah, I would love it. I a lot love of great to sample the wares. The only thing that could be it would be hot. The quest for the ultimate Al Pastor. I mean, it would really be something. I mean, you've already got it figured out. We could. Where would you find it in Texas? Where? What would be the leader? The leader in the clubhouse for the best. Where do you think you're going to find the best tacos in Texas? I think it's going to be in some small town near the border. I feel like San Antonio's got it cornered. San Antonio's great. I had some great food in San Antonio. I've never been to. I San took Antonio. the kids to. The, San Antonio's awesome. I took the kids to the Royal Rumble there. It was at the oh, Alamo okay. Dome. Um, and they have kind of like this downtown river area that yeah. you walk down into okay. a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of great restaurants and it was, I love San Antonio. Great yeah. review. I took in the Alamo. Duh. Everyone says not as big as you think. No, no. Kind of glossed over that in the end of Davy Crockett. Yeah. They show him swinging. He's <laughs> swinging. He's battling. But he's alive. Yeah. But not that you don't, which is fine. I didn't need to see. As know, a little kid, I didn't need to see yeah. the Fest Parker's end. It would have been very sad. Would have been. Yeah. It would have been. Um, Great actor, now a winemaker, Fess Parker. Still alive? If he's still with us. There's can't possibly. No, you're probably Yeah, right. I think we got to be. He was a pretty much an adult. I would <laughs> say he's probably like 45 in, in the, the 60s. 60s. Yeah. Really? Let's see. Let's see really what. went past it. I, I feel like he's definitely not. Yeah. What did we lose, old Fess? Because he was an advanced Davy anyway. We lost 2010. He made to 2010 from 1924 to 2010. Not bad. 86. Okay. Yeah. He was 6'5", Fess. Wow. We'd yeah. not have had that. He's got a winery in, Fess, Pine, Fess Parker Winery in, one of the only family-owned and operated in Los Olivos. And uh, you can come check him out. Where's Los Olivos in the state of California? Is it northern? I'm guessing or it's southern. Santa, Bar Santa Barbara? Yeah, in that area or like pa yeah, Paso down in that neck of the way. That's where that uh, pea soup was from, wasn't it? Somewhere down there? Oh, baby. Yeah, Anderson's. Anderson's, yeah. It's on the, yeah. Way, it's on the way between. It's in the uh, Santa Inez Valley of Santa Barbara County. Yeah, there you go. There yeah, you absolutely. Go. You ever do the Hearst Mansion I as a kid? Yes, of course, yeah. Pretty wild, right? It is Wrapping very your wild. head around that place? Yeah. And then there was the one that was like the mystery house and then the one that with all the weird stuff that was going on. Yeah, I think it was a area. lot going on there. Yeah. He probably, I mean, but as you could tell, it's not like anyone was going to stop him. It wasn't exactly easy to get to. No, there was to be no stopping. No. None. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to. Quite a bit of wealth back then. A little bit. A little bit of accumulated wealth. If you were going to build a home anywhere for a pure Vista standpoint, that would be a tough one to beat where they're at. Yeah. That up high, full views of the Pacific Ocean, and then the valleys below and hills yeah. and mountains to the to the east. That's pretty yeah, it's not it's bad. Pretty good. Not bad. Pretty good. Yeah. Had a zoo? He had it all. Gold plated pool. I mean, if you're, it's not, it's the only way you'd ever go there, I think, is if you were dry. The only reason we were there is we did. We 
the blonde and I drove from Santa Barbara to Big Sur. Okay. So we stayed in Santa Barbara a couple nights, and we went up to Big Sur and stayed for a couple nights, Carmel, that area. And we drove the PCH. But other than that, we wouldn't have – you wouldn't – because it's, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. San Simeon's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, central – yes. I mean, the pool that kind of looked like you're in, like, Rome or Greece. Right. Yeah. And it's Everything huge. about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely huge. Uh, Gibby wants to know if I watched any of the XFL, USFL. No, not a second. Not one second. How's it doing? Don't know. I, I haven't seen any ratings. I haven't seen numbers. I've seen nothing. I think that tells you maybe that people are trying to hide those numbers. I mean, so, they're trying to play the whole league out of Birmingham, even for teams that aren't from Birmingham. That's not great. Well, my next question becomes, is the XFL really going to do any better a year from now? Yeah, it will because it'll be – I think it'll be a little bit more organized, and it seems like the XFL has some help from the NFL. There's at least a kind of a partnership. partnership. Yeah, it's not it's official, and it's got the rock, so he'll he'll pub it and get people jacked up about it. Um, NBA playoffs. I will say this: you will not see a uh, you're not going to see a better tackle in any NFL draft hype video than the one the security guard makes at the Minnesota game. Okay, so I have two percent knowledge of the situation. Somebody was there. To protest chickens, I have no idea the backstory. Isn't I don't that know where the, the woman t- glued herself to the floor a few? Yeah, weeks ago someone's got playoffs? problems with Glenn Taylor. I don't the know what owner. they are. The yes. owner of the Timberwolves. I don't know what they are. He's also brought on Alex Rodriguez. I feel like I'd have a much bigger problem with Alex Rodriguez than I would with Taylor. But who knows? I don't know. Here's what I know: You've seen the video. You've seen the images, right? You've seen the security guard. Yeah, it's a great tackle because she's going to try to get out there in like a referee's outfit. The amount of scouting. Advanced scouting that he did. There's no doubt. To to have your eye on a woman rushing the court. He was waiting. He was ready. He was waiting. He was lying in wait. Yes. She got two. I think he had her down on the ground, tackled within two feet of the sideline. And then multiple people were there, and the dragging off the court was spectacular. It was, it was a very quick. Wrapped up in 12 seconds. And the other, there was a second person involved that was there to document it or to i guess maybe even protest in their own right and it was uh yeah yeah they just shut that they shut that bad boy down right away no it's done it was it was absolutely done so that that series uh i have caught a couple of those ga- that's fun those two teams are both young they're really chesty they've got some superstars like edwards is kind of heading into that jaw is that d'angelo russell the former buckeye has been really really good um that's a fun series the um, what did you make of Ben Simmons not playing again? Why didn't he? He felt tight. Is so he what's scared? Crazy about, is he just that's a total what I head think. case? I think he's, he's a head to case. Play basketball? I think he's a head case because he had um, the Saunters got a little more pep because luminaries are in the uh, building. Yeah, moving, moving. Um, the uh, with Simmons, so the Nets and they were all on the same page that he was playing. Yes. Then he goes through a walkthrough, comes out the next day, says his back hurt. Now he's done. Now he's not playing. Not great. No, and they said that the, the everybody's saying they're exasperated with him pulling out of a do or die game. What's the difference? What are you doing? How does he not want to? Play? I don't there, know. There might not be another game. People are. Well, that, I mean, he's I getting. He's getting crushed. Yeah, and Durant's getting crushed too. Listen, the bottom line is when you are the quote unquote best player in the league or second best player in the league. You've got to be able to win the first round series. Again, I don't care who you're. You can't playing. get swept. Can't get swept. I, although I will say, but LeBron's not even in the playoffs. He's not even in, and Kobe was swept. Dallas, Dallas swept Kobe and the Lakers. 
With who? Well, I want to say it was the Dwight year. Okay. The Dwight when they had like him and that was a disaster. Yeah. Dwight and Steve Nash. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Buying or selling a home with Howard Hanna Real Estate Services is always a winning strategy. If you plan to make a move this season, they're going to have you covered at Howard Hanna. Every day is game day. Visit howardhanna.com slash go Browns today. Jake Trotter up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. With that, we head out on the hotline for a visit with our great friend Jake Trotter, ESPN, covering your Cleveland Browns. Hey, pal, were you down in uh, were you in Norman this weekend? I was not. You know, I was in Oklahoma City for a few days last week. Okay. But we came back before the heisman statue ceremony and we had a college football reporter who was down there and i wasn't okay. trying to step on his toes or anything so i uh came back before all of that happened but it seemed like they had a massive crowd and it seemed like baker uh really enjoyed himself and i'm not sure that the statue uh turned out all that great that was kind of my takeaways so uh, i'm How thrilled for happen? him that's the fall. I'm thrilled yes. for him. It was, an, it was a great moment for him. You're reminded of, I said this this morning, like he is one of the most popular players in the history of that program. And that's saying a lot because they have a lot of dudes. They've had a lot of dudes come through there and you can see how popular he is. How does that statue happen, Jake? I mean, I'm never going to have a statue built of me, but if, if that ever did happen and I ended up looking like, the villain in Terminator Two. That's exactly right. That would be a that would be a bummer. And <laughs> I mean, you're you're right. But like, they, you could make the case. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy to Browns fans who, you know, think of Baker in the context of his NFL career and not so much anymore his college career. But you could make the case that Baker Mayfield is the second greatest football player in OU history behind Leroy Selman. Yeah. I mean, that's how significant of an impact he had on the program and the success that he had over a number of years. I mean, you got, a, you know, three Big 12 championships, two playoff appearances, you know, Heisman finalists every year he was there, and then he, you know, won the Heisman in 2017. And, you know, Oklahoma was kind of in, I don't want to say bad shape, but they were, they were in a rut before Baker Mayfield arrived in 20, 2014. You know, they just lost to Clemson like 40-6 to six in, the, in the Russell Athletic Bowl in Orlando. And then Baker Mayfield arrives, and they're in the playoffs the next year. So he had a significant impact on Oklahoma. And, I mean, there were 70, what, 76,000 fans there. I mean, part of that was for kind of to stick it to Lincoln Riley and embrace Brent Venables, but also to, to because Baker Mayfield is so popular at that program. The statue has two right feet. You've seen this, right? I couldn't get past the head. It was the worst. Oh you haven't God. seen the two I two right somebody, feet. It's the worst since Ronaldo. I saw somebody post the feet on Twitter, and I did not look close enough to see why that was going on. But I guess that that's why. What do you mean? Yeah, they, I'm telling you, the statue <laughs> has two right feet. It just. It just doesn't look like him in the face, like at all. I mean, just I would look at that. Not at all. 
statue in, in Baker Mayfield wouldn't be one of the 50 people, I would guess, that that's a statue of. So, I don't know. I mean, I, there's nothing they can do about it now. It's it's the erected on Heisman Park outside Owen Field, and it's going to stay there forever. So, yeah, uh, I mean, very uh, shoddy work, I thought. The fact that you Google Baker Mayfield statue and the first thing that comes up is Baker Mayfield statue unveiling draws Terminator 2 fans into Robert Patrick comparisons is a really stunning thing. That's not what you're looking for. No. I did no. see some David Hasselhoff uh, comparisons as well, which I don't think is good as Terminator 2, but there, he looks more also, like David Hasselhoff than Baker Mayfield in the statue. I used a lot. I used a generic 50s football player. As, as kind of anybody that played in the 50s, like it kind of looked like that with the big, you know, bi- big boy haircut and all that. Yeah. He looks like Cole Hauser, who we now love as Rip in some of his earlier work as well. A little bit of that going on. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, boy. The Browns um, did not hire uh, OU's uh, statue guy. That's, that's all. That's my. No. My thank God. Conclusion. Thank God we didn't. Uh, hey, Jake, this is an interesting draft because we've we've been through these where it's, you know, you control the draft in recent memory, whether it was the Baker draft, the Miles draft. Um, we've, we've had some where you felt like, boy, we got to get left tackle and you get Jedrick Wills and you kind of knew that's the way that was going last year. You knew it was going to be the way it was going to be. We feel like this year we know it needs to be defensive end or receiver. But when you pick at 44, you kind of got to wait for the draft to come to you. Um, what do you make about of, of this draft from the Browns perspective? And what's just kind of the, the feeling you have it heading into it? Yeah, you know, Andrew Barry said it last week. It, it doesn't seem likely they're going to be able to trade into the first round. I mean, they've limited draft capital as it is after the Watson trade. So, you know, it just doesn't seem feasible for them to package more of that to move up uh, in, unless there's just, you know, a JOK situation like last year, right? And even then, I think it would be tough. So, you know, you're looking at the second round, you know, probably at 44. And I, I think that there are a lot of intriguing, you know, wide receiver possibilities there. It's a really good wide receiver draft, not just in the first round, but in terms of the depth as well. So, to me, if I was going to predict what position they select at 44, I think it's going to be wide receiver. Could be defensive end. Mel Kiper Jr. has defensive tackle, uh, the defensive tackle from uh, Connecticut, uh, which, you know, that that would fill a need to be sure, but my money would be on – selecting wide receiver and really shoring up, I mean, the only question mark offensively right now. When you look at that 44th pick, and you mentioned, you know, the defensive line. Let's just stay there. There's defensive end. We know the Browns need help there. They need help at defensive tackle. From what you know of Andrew Barron, they have drafted a defensive tackle, an interior guy in each of the last two drafts, Jordan Elliott two years ago and Tommy Togiai last year. What is the percentage that you put, like if you had to pick it, handicap it, receiver, edge, or defensive tackle, or field, what are kind of the percentages you put it at uh, at 44? Yeah, I would say, without having given this any thought in terms of percentages, like 50% wide receiver, does that sound right to you guys? Okay. And yeah. then, you know, 25 30% pass rusher, and I, I actually think it's less likely they take a defensive tackle just because I kind of see them doing what they did last year where they kind of patch it together, right? Yep. Uh, you know, they, they went out and, you know, found Malik McDowell. Uh, you know, you got, you got your veteran, Malik Jackson as well. I mean, you can go get guys like that via trade or even, you know, potentially free agency still at this point. 
just kind of feels like, given how complete the rest of the defense is, I don't think that they're overly concerned with the defensive tackle. And it's you know, Andrew Berry said last week, you know, they want to see what Jordan Elliott can do. They want to see what Tommy T can do. And I think they're going to give those guys some opportunities to show that they can be, you know, rotation players, if, if not, you know, starters as well. So, again, I think it's possible if there's a guy they really like at 44, they could go defensive tackle or if they just don't feel great about the receivers. But I think at least 50% receiver and then I would say probably 30% pass rusher and maybe, you know, 10% defensive tackle and then 10%, you know, other positions. Jake, you're the first one that, that has kind of laid it out the way we have. Yeah. Not to say yes. that, oh, you, guys, you know. You guys agree with me. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We keep having these draft people on, and they keep slotting us defensive tackles, and we're like, nah, it, just doesn't, it doesn't pass the sniff test for how Andrew Barry's going to build a team or the importances of the, that are needed on the roster. And, and when we press on it, they'll go, yeah, I guess true, but then they still, every time we see a mock, it's a defensive tackle, tackle at 44, yeah. and we're with you. It just doesn't add up for us. Yeah, I'm with you guys, and, and I just kind of, all we can do is go off of what they've done in the past. And, again, I, I, I don't think that they're going to prioritize a day-two pick at defensive tackle unless there's just a guy there they really, really like. I think it's – I could see them in the fifth round taking a defensive Sure. Sure. It'd have to but, be an interior pass rusher, and those guys yeah, probably aren't going to yeah. be there. I think they – you know, they, they definitely put – you know, Andrew Barrett jokes about this sometimes um, because, uh, you know, we took a linebacker, see guys. But they really do, I think, place a emphasis on, uh, you know, not positional scarcity, but the value of certain positions like corner, yeah. like quarterback, like wide receiver, like pass rusher. And so you just, you want to use those, the, the, your top picks on, on those positions. And given that they have a glaring need at wide receiver, that's why I think it's ultimately going to be that position. But listen, I'm wrong all the time. So we'll see. Watch it be a defensive tackle. We will see how that plays out. Part of this roster, though, I think you're going to really address some things in the draft. I still think there's free agency, a role to play there. And this mm -hmm. is, it feels unique to me, the amount of very, very good talent that you know is going to play legitimate roles for good teams, kind of really all across the board that have gone unsigned. It feels like the NFL has kind of shut down business for the last month or so. And so you have this bevy of talent of guys that are still unsigned that are likely to sign after the draft. So there's a lot to go. How do you kind of see the Browns navigating that? Are you hearing anything? We've still – and, and and answer this for me. Do you think every day that goes by that Clowney doesn't sign somewhere else makes it more likely that he comes back to Cleveland? It does. And I think that – and that's why I feel like it's more likely they use that second pick, second-round pick on a receiver versus a pass rusher. Because I just believe at this point they're going to re-sign Clowney. Um, I think if he were going to sign elsewhere, that would have happened already. So I think I think the chances are pretty good that he's going to end up back in Cleveland. I would say that it's more likely that the Browns bring back Clowney than Jarvis Landry. You guys agree at this point? I think Clowney, yes. I would love Jarvis Landry to come back. I do think the Browns are going to add an outside receiver and a slot receiver in some combination of draft free agency or either right. draft or free agency. I love Jarvis, so I want to come back. I do think if you're saying odds, it's more likely. I think Clowney feels pretty likely. I just don't know about 
Jarvis, I hope so. And I would guess that every day that goes by, Jarvis doesn't sign somewhere. Maybe that's a good thing because, man, I'd love to have him back. Feels like door's still wide open for both. Yes, and, wide and open. Come on home is, yes. you know, to me. I don't. Yes. I think both are very much in play. You know, Jarvis reported they took that trip to New Orleans. So, yeah. you know, if the Saints don't sign him, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You know, I haven't heard of any Jarvis connected to any other team, right? So, yeah, I mean, I think – the potential and, and to get Jarvis on a really team friendly deal too. Right. Um, which is what Cleveland wanted all along. You know, they didn't want to necessarily part ways with Jarvis Landry. They just didn't want to bring him back. At, I can't even remember what his number was going to be like 15, 16 15, million, whatever yeah. it was. Um, so yeah, I think, I think those are the two guys to obviously watch. I don't think anything's changed. And, you know, I think if they do sign a big name free agent, that would, it would probably be those two guys. Is there any news or updates on Dearness Johnson? Andrew Berry said he expects him back. It feels like the deadline has passed for him to sign a deal somewhere else. So is it just the expectation now that Dearness Johnson will be back, which I think, by the way, is a, a wonderful thing for the Cleveland Browns. Big Dearness Johnson guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, he changed agents. He was looking to get a, uh, you know, he's a restricted free agent. He was looking to get an offer sheet. That, like, never happens in the NFL, right? I mean, you know, who's a, how many times that happened in offseason? Like, once. And so – yeah. Um, you know, the chances were, I think, from the beginning, very strong that he was going to be back. The question now is, uh, you know, are they going to sign him to, you know, like a two-year extension, or do they just run status quo through training camp, similar to Daryl Hodge last year, and just kind of see how the roster looks at that point. But I, I'd, I'd put it this way. If the Browns want the Ernest Johnson on the roster this fall, uh, I think it's, it's, it's almost a lock now at this point that he will be. Jake, do you think it – Give me a, a percentage of chance of Baker being on this roster by the time we're done with the draft weekend. Yeah. Uh, I This is this seems crazy, but I think it's more likely than not that he is. Yeah. Um, so Carolina is the team everybody is watching. I don't, I don't know what they're, you know, I don't know how interested they are in Baker you know, given the current salary structure. And I just, I don't know. I don't, are they going to, are they going to do like a Sam Darnold 2.0 move, which, you know, I think Baker's better than Sam Darnold, but it's kind of a similar circumstance. Sure. You're going to tie up, you know, a good chunk of your cap in those two guys. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it just depends. I think one, do they like, did they like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, which I, I don't know the answer to. And then if they don't like those guys, you know, do, do they, you know, do they feel enough pressure on, you know, the GM at rule their jobs that they have to make some kind of move? And and that's I just don't know enough about that at this point from from this side of it. But I do think that if Carolina doesn't trade for Baker, unless the Browns are going to eat a significant amount of his salary, I think he's going to. I think it's more likely than not he's on the roster come you know this time next week, right? Yeah, and, and I think the other thing to remember with this is Andrew Barry is – I don't think he's going to get pressed into anything. Like, I think no. he's going to – he knows he's got a valuable asset, and he'll wait until there's a need for that asset, I think. I don't think there's anything where he's going to be like, stopwatch, i got to trade him this weekend. I just don't think that's in his DNA at all. And here, here's the thing to, to think about. If they're going to have to eat his salary at some point anyway, you might as well wait, right? I mean, there's no, there's no hurry right. to do it now. Um, you know, I don't know if I don't know if I'd have the same answer to that question if it's like 
you know, mid-August. But, yeah, I think, I think right now they can afford to be patient uh, because Baker's not going to be at minicamp. He's not going to be at OTAs. Uh, you know, he's not going to really be, I think, a, much of a distraction to the team. Uh, maybe the us will talk about it. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see why they would be in a hurry if they're going to have to at some point either keep him on the team through the season, which seems crazy, or eat his salary at some point to facilitate a trade or negotiate a release similar to kind of OBJ last year. So I, I think it's, you know, I, I think this is an important weekend for a Baker trade, and if it doesn't happen this weekend, I got no idea when it's going to happen, but it, it might be a while. Well, and not only that, that if if there was a circumstance in which the Browns kept him on the roster all year, they would get a, com- a good compensatory pick when he was a free agent and signed somewhere else. So I would imagine if they are going to trade him, they need to get some level of a compensatory a, a draft pick back that would at least be commensurate with that. And so are they going to be in a situation where – Ultimately, it feels like they're coming down to buying a draft pick. I think they will, right? Because you're going to yeah. pay some level of that salary for a draft pick. It's unbelievable to me that this is actually the state. I think that the pendulum in the league, and maybe it's because of just the way the situation's unfolded, but $18 million is a pretty darn good deal for a guy who absolutely is a one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. Yes. When you're talking about guys getting 50, right, and 40. So I think it's a stunning situation that the Browns are in, but there really isn't any rush unless they get a deal that they like because worst-case scenario is you don't have him helping anybody against you and that you then get a compensatory pick following the season. I, I mean, do, do you agree with that, Jake, or no? What, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, that's just, that, it, it just, it's crazy to think that that could be the final outcome uh, from all of this. And, like, I, you know, I've, the salary cap is kind of fake in the NFL. It's not like a real thing, right? It just... Um, you know, you can sign a guy to a record deal and your salary cap number goes, you know, you got more space at the end of it based on the way you structure the contract. But it's not, it's not good to have, you know, $19 million hit on your cap for a guy that you have no intention of keeping or playing this year. And right, I mean, yeah, and yeah, you know, I understand what you're saying about the compensatory pick for sure um, as well. Uh but I, I think the other teams are looking at the Browns and say, "We know you're not, you know, we know you're not playing him. We know you're trying to trade him." So the Browns don't really have a lot of leverage either. You know, it's not like a Matt Ryan situation where, well, the Falcons could keep him, so sure. we're going to have to give up this pick to get him uh, because the Falcons might bring him back. Everybody knows the Browns are not bringing Baker Mayfield back at this point, so uh, you know the Browns don't have a ton of leverage from that from that sense of it. Going to be an interesting week. It always is draft week. Thanks for your expertise, my friend, and sharing some of it with us today. Yes, the best. Yeah, I'm going to take a nice little uh, mini vacation on Thursday. Should be good. Oh, God, <laughs> you get to go to Vegas. No, I'm not going to Vegas. But, but uh, I, I'm going to kick back. and. I thought maybe you get a little – I thought maybe you got a little yeah, go Vegas out there. Jake. Just kind of Vegas Jake yeah, on a Thursday, yeah. low, low key. Then you get into the coverage Friday. Oh, man. If I if I was going to Vegas, I, I wouldn't be covering the draft. I'd just be in Vegas. <laughs> just going go. to Vegas. There you go. Yeah. All right, Jake. Good stuff, bud. All right. Take care. The great Jake Trotter uh, joining us on the hotline there uh, of ESPN, one of our great friends, Rumkey Waste Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll be part of the family. Visit Rumkey.com to learn more. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business is shopping for an enterprise operating systems partner, but you don't know where to begin. Well, I can tell you where to begin. My friends at EOX Vantage, they're data scientists, business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team not only builds and installs your system, they act as ongoing tech support. So you're hiring your continuous improvement and support system. EOX Vantage is not tied to any single brand of hardware or software, so you're getting a truly customized purpose-built solution along with a partner that answers only to you. And EOX Vantage is not outsourced, so all the operational expertise is yours. Proprietary solutions, tech support, they come from one unified partner. You can see how companies have profited from hiring one fully objective operating systems partner at EOXVantage.com. We have uh, 29 minutes left in the show. We're usually out about 55, 56. Um, it is dark as night out there. You can't even see the cars. No, There's a sheet no, of water coming no. down. Um, I have one objective. Is there, between now and in the next 24 minutes, can I get an umbrella? Is there an umbrella in the I building? believe, in fact, there are, uh, are umbrellas I right. I, I believe Jay down at the front desk. I think there's umbrellas. He can help me out. Experienced gentlemen when it comes to this if jay's he, here jay is of the utmost competence i just got to make sure he's here so he can umbrella me uh, before i, I go out there is. oh my there is goodness just... hey remember that one time we thought the lawns were going to dry out in time i literally e- I, I emailed my landscape guys today i said listen it hasn't rained in three days this is as dry as it's going to get it's you got to come right now you got to come today i did not fail well, my because this this ain't gonna go well no it's all night i literally as it's much as right. i wanted to enjoy the weekend and i did i did enjoy the weekend there were about four to five hours each day that i was spent in my yard doing stuff because i knew next weekend's draft last weekend was out of town this was coming today, and I had no idea when I might be able to get back outside to do the things that I want to do. All right, it really only goes through about seven o'clock. Okay, here. but it if pours you're to get for, two inches of for, water here for the next four hour, hours. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna back things up a little bit. We're back to suck, kids. Cart pass July. Yeah, if we're lucky, I I kind of feel like if we're lucky. Hey, you had Saturday and Sunday. You had the weekend. I, I can't be. I'm happy that those were the days. Yep. Exactly. So this is going to go like the temperature dropping like 25 degrees. Starting now. Now. It's going to be in the 30s on Wednesday. <laughs> like how does it go from 80? I don't get it. High of 38. <laughs> How's that real? How is that real? How do you ever dry out? Like the weekend, 71%, 92% chance of rain. Monday, 66, Tuesday, 81. My, I was talking to my dad. Like he's, They're in straight drought west. Drought. Same down in Florida when I was down there last week. Like You're not allowed to even – if someone sees you with a lighter, things get nervous. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. What he ought to do is find a way to take the water fix that we have and <laughs> fix the weather. <laughs> take our water, capture it, and ship it. That's what we need to do. No one needs this. No. Nobody needs this. Mm-mm. Grossness. Absolutely gross. No, the zero turn came out yesterday. Had a little fun. Did you spin out any, or were you dry enough to where you could manage? Slow go. 
Yeah, you just got to You really just got to get it out there. The blade's up as high as it can go, and you just kind of – yeah, I had to get something done. I had to get some kind of cut on the lawn. The yeah. front lawn's no problem. And there are certain parts of the back, no problem, that were dried out. But I got a flat part where it flattens out on the bottom, and you just walk on it, and it's sponge. And that's after two days of 80 degrees. You step your foot down. Yep. Not so great. Crumb. Pure that's, crumb. That's not right. Is it too late to go to Vegas and act like the draft's the biggest thing in the history of the world for us? Probably. Is it too late? I'm. I don't. Not for me. Is there a? Can we get a plane? We know people. Sort that out. Well. All right. What are we doing here? I we can bring you a little lower? higher or lower on a Monday. Try. Let's go. Bring a little joy into our lives, Gibby. There we go. This is compliments of Mark Sessler. I love He's Mark Sessler. I don't know if Mark Sessler still likes us, but right now, why? Why does he not like us? Did Did I miss? Do I Did I miss this? The organization's some of the decisions. Ah, wasn't on board with. Oh, I don't see. I don't read everybody all the time in yeah. the world. Sometimes I miss. Sad. I miss. Sad. My si- my sister is sending me a picture of a funnel cloud. She's in Strongsville. Come on, is that real? That's like National Weather Service type stuff, kids. Yeah. She says, "Yikes, it's turning." Great. <laughs> Perfect. So you got that to look forward to. Not so nice. Yeah. Higher or lower, uh, Mark Sessler ranked every quarterback class since 2000. Okay. In honor of the draft, draft week, I'm sure we'll probably do a couple higher or lowers this week as we get like closer. Because better off talking about past drafts than current drafts because our draft well, is I wonder where like right. this year's, where it feels like this year as of right now, where it feels like this year's would, would slot in. Jake Locker. Is what this feels like to me. Do you guys remember a Jake Locker out of the University of Washington? Washington? Yeah, sure. Tennessee took him. Yeah, sure. Was that also a Christian Ponder draft or an EJ Manuel draft? So EJ Manuel was with Geno Smith, Mike Glennon. <laughs> the top three quarterbacks taken were EJ Manuel, Geno Smith, Mike Glennon, who's by far had the best career of anybody else. Matt Barkley, Ryan Nassib. Tyler Wilson, Landry Jones, Brad Sorensen, Zach Dysart, who had a great college career. Wasn't he at Miami of Ohio? B.J. Daniels, Sean Renfrey. Yeah, he was. Matt McGloin was undrafted. That's not very good. So that's probably the worst. The Locker draft's even probably better than that. Who's so in the how, Locker lo- draft? how old is Locker's draft? It's not that old. It's no. in the last right. 15 years. What they have is the worst. They've got Jamarcus Russell, Brady Quinn, Kevin Cobb, John Beck, Drew Stanton, Trent Edwards, Tyler Thigpen, Matt Moore is the worst ever. Um, That's just well, probably I mean, because could, the he's factoring in the amount of money that was given to Jamarcus. Probably. We, we could play higher or lower. Yes, <laughs> leave him. Sorry. I'm going to get go, to that. Go ahead, Gibby. Sorry to wreck your game. <laughs> I'm still looking for Jake Locker. Oh, Nick hit it. Higher or lower? The number one quarterback class since 2000, according to Mark Sessler, 2004. Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, J.P. Lossman, Matt Schaub, Luke McCown, Craig Krenzel in round five, Andy Hall, Josh Harris, Bowling Green, Jim Sorgi, I believe he's like a Lorain County guy, Jeff Smoker, John Navar, Cody Pickett, Casey Bramlett, Matt Mock, B.J. Simmons, Bradley Van Pelt. 
All right. So four, higher, lower, or just right? Four Pro Bowlers. The only one that three g- potential Hall of Famers. Now, all right. So let me give g- you this frame. Let me give you this frame of reference. Yeah. Number two is 2017. Yeah. Trubisky, Mahomes, Mahomes Watson, Watson, Kaiser, Webb, Josh Dobbs, Nathan Peterman, not Peter Lynn. So, th- so 17 has two guys who are the trajectory would be Mahomes 100 percent Hall. Deshaun on the cusp, right? I mean, he continues on the path he's on. He's going to be a Hall guy. Um, and but the other one's got three. He's got two Lockoffs. I th- I mean, don't you think? I guess just Roethlisberger's a lock. But it feels like Eli and Rivers are right on the cusp. They've won four Super Bowls. Matt Schaub's the fourth, who had some really good years. Yeah, that's Houston the, and Atlanta. That that one wins. That's the sweet spot. And then 17's two. By the way, the notable undrafted in 2017, Taysom Hill and Nick Mullins. Taysom Hill, who has pictures of somebody in the New Orleans Saints organization. Yeah, they love him. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Higher or lower? Uh, The number three QB class since 2000, according to Mark Sessler. 2018, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph, Kyle Loletta, uh, Mike White, Luke Falk, Tanner Lee. There's some, some pretty awful names toward the back end. Uh, let's see who's number four. Let's compare that. 2020. Well, the, the high water mark in 18 is pretty high with Josh and Lamar. All right. Is it higher or lower compared to 2020's class, which is number four on his list? Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert. No. Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. Jacob Eason. It's too Jake early Frum. to tell. It's a little too early on, on both that. of these. Neither one of these have a, even have a Super Bowl. I mean, the fact that go read number five. See number five, two thousand five. Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers. That guy. Aaron Rodgers. Jason Campbell, Charlie Fry. Oh boy, I remember that mistake. In the fourth round. Kyle Orton. Yeah, you get Kyle Orton in the fourth. Dan Orlovsky in round five. Yep. Derek Anderson, round six. Took the Browns to Read 10 round wins seven. In 07. Matt Castle and Ryan Fitzpatrick. That class, that's that class probably should be third. Honestly, you've got an MVP, a Super Bowl champion. You have a bunch of guys who played and made a living for a long time. And Alex Smith was really good, really yeah, good amidst injuries. He was really good. I would probably have that higher than three right now, while acknowledging that eighteen and twenty, the ceiling could be higher on both of those. Because, I mean, right now you would say Burrow and Herbert feel like dudes for a long time. And Allen and Lamar, Allen is a dude. Lamar is a dude when healthy. But, I mean, you've, I, to me, I would take the A-Rod class up to three. And maybe even two. Just number six is pretty darn I good as well. I was going to say, number six, you have Andrew Luck, RG3, Ryan Tannehill, Brandon Whedon, Brock Osweiler, some guy named Russell Wilson, Nick Foles, God, Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins, and Cousins, and Case Keenum was undrafted. And Foles, and I mean RG three was still Rookie of the Year, and Tannehill. I didn't realize they had Luck and Wilson in that class. And yeah. Tannehill, and Foles and Cousins. Yeah, Wilson one, and Foles were third round picks. Way up. Cousins a fourth round pick. Yeah, because of the strength of Mahomes and Deshaun, it's limited to the two of them, right? There's nobody down in that draft that you look back on and go, oh, yeah, that guy's going to be a guy. No, and they right now they've it's won a uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, the one Super Bowl. Mahomes is 
on the verge of an all-time career, but he's in the in the early stages sure. of it. I, it. It gets the. I think a lot of these in the middle are way better than the ones before that have already been. Well, there. there's a lot of projections on you're projecting what guys' careers will be. Down sure, the but I mean, how about the how about what you know? Yeah, about what you know. Go ahead. I mean, look at number seven. Number today. seven. You know, you, you have Michael Vick. You have Drew Brees. Done. I mean, Sage Rosenfels, Chris Wanky, AJ Feely, Josh. You see. There, there's two really good ones. Yes. And then there's, eh. I mean, I would, I would still put Mahomes and yeah, and uh, okay. Watson's class ahead of that one. Number thirteen is out. I mean, I don't know. This is tough. I think this is very tough. You, oh. you have to try to project. You're trying to project the rest of Mahomes, the rest of Deshaun, Allen and Lamar, Baker, that class, Burrow and Herbert. Of those three, Luck and Russell Wilson, even though Luck's done, I mean, still. And Tannehill's been good. Tannehill's been, the number was just the number one seed in the Keenum AFC. Tannehill was undrafted in that. Yeah. He took a team deep into the playoffs. Michael Vick's on my short list of guys that, if they were drafted 10 years later, would have had a very different career. And he was really good with Atlanta. Like a one-man wrecking crew. A one-man but, but they were, they tried turning it. They want him to be a West Coast quarterback, and we're trying yeah. to make him Dumb. under center. I mean, my God, they put him under center. They took Michael Vick and put him under center. Yeah. Jim Mora Jr. and Dan Reeves. I feel like Mora Jr. is still around. Well, he did college for a while. He was at UCLA and Washington, yeah, he was I think. Busy running them into the ground. <clears throat> yeah. Um, let's see. Jim Mora Jr., where is he at? I think when you're doing something like this, you have. That's why I think the cl- the He's the um, head coach of Connecticut. Oh yeah, that's right. That he just took chances. that job. Well, that's the worst job in America, so that's why he got it. Um, <laughs> truly, they have no conference. You're right. They're, they're an independent. Either, right? They're an independent, and they're not exactly like the United States Military Academy or Navy or yeah. Notre Dame. Like they don't have those brands. So you're talking about. To me, I would look at this if I were doing this. If I was if I was doing Sessler's job here, I would say. That I would want. Here's what I'd look for: Is there an all-timer in this class? Because several of these years have all-timers. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing I would look for is: Are there how many capable NFL starters? Good NFL starters are they in a class? And then I'd want to know how many guys in this class played quarterback in the league. Right. Like that would be my priority. So I would land on that. I don't remember what year it was, but the A Rod, the A Rod class should be much higher up, and the Luck Tannehill Wilson class. Honestly, might be second behind Roethlisberger, Rivers. And yeah. Isn't Cousins also in that? Yeah. Yeah, Cousins yeah. is a fourth rounder. Yeah, because you got an all-timer. The football team drafted RG3 and Cousins in that draft. Right, that's right. They drafted oh them both. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. The, the Rodgers class, the only time, thing that the number, that Wilson, Luck, Tannehill class doesn't have is they don't have an all-timer. Luck, a lot of people think, could have been could've an all-timer been. had he played through, uh, whereas, obviously, the Rodgers class has an all-timer. Um, and Mahomes may be an all-timer. Maybe Deshaun becomes an all-timer. Uh, Josh Allen could be. Herbert Burrow. But they're so but that young. Cla- that class won two Super Bowls. Wilson won one. Foles yeah. won one. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Foles is in that class. Yeah. yeah they did that's have a two. good. It's just. That's a. Five and six. The ones at five and six are both really good. That's the A-Rod class and then the Luck yeah. Wilson class. 
Those are both really good, and they have good depth too. Really good depth. It's a lot of projecting on the on the young kids about about what they're going to be going forward. I think the cool thing about the the Burrow Herbert class is that going into that year, it was most of the attention was on Tua. Yeah, and then and it's tank for Tua. Yeah, and it ended up being those two that were the they elevated. Some of these I just don't understand at all. The rank, like, 2008 Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, yeah, um, it's an MVP and a Super Bowl Super Bowl winner. Yeah. I mean that's it though. Then Chad Henney's Chad Henney's been in the league for a long time. Josh Johnson's been in the league for a long time. But like 2011 ranks number way 10. Better. That's Cam Newton. Now the other three QBs in round one are awful. Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder. Hey, Blaine Gabbert's still paid to play football. Yeah, he is. Round two was Andy Dalton, Colin Kaepernick. Yep. Um, Ryan Mallett was third round. Terod Taylor was sixth. That's pretty good. Supplemental draft was Terod Pryor. That's pretty good. Here's the thing, though. Like, how do you do just to go to that, the year two, in the year 2000? <laughs> Chad Pennington, round one. Chad Pennington had some very nice seasons with the Jets. Yeah. Giovanni Carmazzi, that was the 49ers pick. Oh, yeah. Round two, Chris Madden, round two, T. Martin, round five, round six, best round six ever, Mark Bolger, and Tom Brady. Is that okay? But Tom, how can Tom Brady be a part of the 13th best quarterback class of all time when he himself is singularly the, best. the greatest quarterback? Yeah. And Bolger and Pennington and were Bolger both fine. Was, Pennington was a really good. Pennington was really Bolger good. Was and, a pro bowler. And Bolger, for, people forget how good he was. That allowed for Warner to be out the door. Yes. Because they thought Bolger was better, and he actually yeah, was pretty yeah. good. Started Bolger 95 was Steve games. Young to Joe Montana. A little bit of that, yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking of the 49ers, did you see their new uniforms? Wait, what? Huh. Why do they have new uniforms? I don't know if oh. it's going to be a third oh. or whatever. It's, have you seen this? No, I haven't, but clearly the 49er guy in the room didn't see it either. That's a big I haven't mess. heard from Buddy on the ground, Pedro. They're gorgeous. Oh. They've add, it's subtle. They've added the third stripe, and then Classic they updates the standard. Home and then they life. they brought back the saloon script. So it's got three stripes. Oh, I knew yeah. you'd like this. Oh, I can't yeah. believe that you didn't script know is the best. That script's where it's at, man. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be on the back of the helmet. Isn't oh, that beautiful? Goodness. And on the front of the jerseys. Yes. Just That's subtle. Fantastic. That's beautiful. So yeah. that's going back to the – so the, what were they at? Two stripes for a while? They must have been on a, on a two-stripe. Huh. So they're back to the three. Beautiful. Fantastic. I thought maybe you'd like that. That just happened. Did this just happen while we were on the air? Uh, it happened right as we were uh, – right as right around the noon hour. Oh, okay. Right around the noon oh, hour. I was doing the BPA with the Ibs boys. With the Ibs boys. That's right. Award-winning. Right. Award-winning broadcaster. If you say so. Good job. Historic uniforms made famous in the 80s and 90s. This is great. I thought you'd love this. Saloon font has been restored as the primary word mark. Yes. Come on. Put that on a hoodie. Right? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. wrong. Absolutely Let's get it done. Um, So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Gambling without setting limits on how much you're going to wager or how long you'll play is like a football team going into a game without a game plan. It's probably going to end up in a loss, so always set limits before you bet. Get more tips like this at keepitfunohio.com. Draft preview show tonight, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, baby. Andrew Barry. Telling you what he's going to tell you what he's doing at 44. Eh. I'm going to take a different tact with him because there's no point in asking him things See, like that. See, this is why you're the big B that you are. Well, By the you. way, um, I was down in the uh, in the valley over the weekend, and I saw a coffee place. Big B's. Big B's. That's right. You and sure I'm did. thinking to myself, we probably need that on a hat. It's our color scheme. It is. It's orange. Where is it? I'm trying to remember where I saw it. I saw it recently, too. Yeah. I drove right by. Whoa. A little double take. Yeah. The big Look bees. at that. Big yeah. B's. Interesting. It's all about the beans, Larry. Hey, did you ever hear back from our guy, by the way? Which one? Your DM from Friday. Oh, Sparrow. Save that for tomorrow. We'll save that That's for tomorrow. That's a tease, kids, in the business. That's a tease. Indeed. You had a very good weekend. You had a very good weekend. The next level is coming up next. <laughs> You're listening to Cleveland Brothers at 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.